0: what up i'm gray hello it's arnold and you're listening to "Very that a podcast that serves as therapy for two queer second generation brown millennial friends using anecdotes storytelling and that little bit of dark humor to make sense of the world and ourselves and talk about the heavy topics of life while still keeping it light and fun so fun so light so lies so many lies. because <laughs> we're gonna get dark
1: uh, Ugh, but what's, what's up girl, girl? oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh just nothing just watching some of the olympics and when i say watching i mean scrolling past instagram to see what's happening because nobody has time to catch up on 12 hours of content
0: i was gonna say how butch of you also how the fuck have you been watching it because i feel like that's been the biggest complaint this year is like how the hell am i supposed to watch these i have no idea what to do
1: i don't know but but good good news like philippines we're up to three medals this year we got our first golds Were yes and our latest filipina lesbian boxer bringing home the silver so come through with the representation Come on! Intersectionality! We live for it. We live for it. And I think that's what we should talk about today. I'm
0: with it. Let's get intersectional and represent, damn it. Today,
1: tomorrow, the next. So yeah, today we just want to talk a little bit about representation. What it is, what it means to have it, what it feels like when we don't have it. And all that impact that it has when we don't, because there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack, for
0: sure. For sure. However, before we get into that, let's uh, wet these whistles, as they say. Um, don't much. do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's get into these stores, Mama. A stroll at tea. Stroll at tea. Oh, fucking hell. All right, Um, so I'm reading again for Scorpio, and today it says, irony will betray you in the end. (laughs) Now, if you've been listening, you know that we mention Miss Alanis Morissette a lot here, and so now I'm just like, what's happening here? Who's going to (laughs) betray me? Hmm? Hmm? Is it this song? Should we stop using Alanis Morissette as an example? She's coming for us. I mean, it's kind of ironic. Don't you think? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's like ray yay <laughs>
0: not me just making a noise because i don't know the actual melody that's
1: fine <laughs> i wish she would send us a cease and desist
0: she'd be like get Oda here because she's from canada <laughs> you'll respect the dual tongues of my mother country
1: i can't okay
0: like, what do, what 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 do the stars have for you
1: reading for leo My season, get out of my way.
0: We know, we know.
1: Today says there is no one single truth. There is only an increasing complexity. Well, damn. (laughs) Can I can I get a boiled down version? Can I get an outline? I want a Cliff Notes version of life because sometimes I get tired. Did you use Cliff Notes in high school? Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't.
0: i did i definitely did and i never <laughs> read the fucking books i yeah scammed Correct. my way all the way through high school english
1: i was in regular english for a reason i was like i was reading <laughs> oh i was reading honey <laughs> but i wasn't reading <laughs> gross <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> um so i'm like mouthing my fucking mic anyways <laughs> Representation, what's it all about? What's Hang it on, before
1: we do this, hmm. we're gonna take a break.
0: Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Bye.
1: Oh, God. Hello. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. No, but please stay. Listen to us. Uh,
0: yeah, no, I'll leave, but you guys stay. How about yeah. that? That'll yeah. be fun. That'll be best for everyone, uh, myself included. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> representation so Mm -hmm. i wanted to start off by asking like what does it mean to you what is let's like let's set some you know foundations here for
1: this conversation you know let's get into it yeah actually let's take it one step back let's let's define it for ourselves a little bit we're not going to go into deep because 2021 we have a general sense of what representation
0: oh i was like do you have to get my dictionary out (laughs) because i don't have one (laughs) Obviously. No, but
1: let's just set the stage. Set the stage a little bit. Representation. I think it's just the ability to see yourself outside of yourself. If that makes sense. Through the
0: experience of others. Come on. Representation versus projecting. Yeah. Either way,
1: we're working through it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what would you put it as a definition wise?
0: I mean, like, the way I think about representation at its core, then is just the act of acting on the behalf of someone else, like pure and simple, like you're representing something. So, Mm -hmm. as, like, a viewer to the world or to anything, it's that ability to just, like you said, see yourself outside of yourself. Even parts of it that, even parts of yourself that, like, you didn't know existed.
1: Like, the ability of seeing possibility for yourself.
0: Possibility or just alternatives. I wouldn't say, like, it's all great, but, like, yeah, like, I mean, if you saw... If I see another brown person on TV, I'm like, ooh, another brown person. Cool. And then if they do something that I don't agree with, it's like, ooh, there's (laughs) an alternative. Not a possibility, but definitely an alternative. So.
1: Fair. fair, And when I say doing
0: something I don't agree with, I mean wearing Crocs. And I stand by that statement. (laughs) They're a little, what the hell are those things called that they put on them? I don't know. Did they have a name? Yeah, they're like called Wiggly Boops or (laughs) Poopaloops or like in the Willy Wonka? It's literally, it's it sounds like something straight out of that DM book, I swear. Gibbets. Bibbets? Gibbets. property boots? Gibbets. Gibbets. It's that's raw. It's called a gibbet. What the fucking hell is a gibbet? No. People go crazy over this shit, too. They're spending $12 for three of them. Fuck out of here. No. 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 Just get shoelaces like the rest of us and grow up.
1: Don't wear Crocs.
0: It's plain and simple. We're all taking our fashion cues from Mario Batali now? Is that what's happening?
1: I mean, hasn't he been cancelled, like, ages ago anyways?
0: And he started it. I hope we can start the cancelling of Crocs. Because of all of the shit celebrities that have worn them.
1: <sighs> I just, There's no reason for them. Mm-mm. No.
0: Not how I want to be represented. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bringing it all the way back. <laughs> Let's talk about
0: it. Talk about it. I mean, so... Let's, like, take it back even further then. Do you feel like you are able to see yourself in this world a lot? Like, do you feel well represented?
1: No. A lot? No. Um, so that's why when, we, when the moments of representation do happen, it's like a light. And be like, ooh, this is a moment I can see myself, someone mm-hmm. who looks like me, outside of me, existing in the world, excelling you know, taking up space in the world, just taking be, up space. You know, and being seen for that, mm-hmm. I will recognize that and I will point out, hey, this is a good moment. This is a good moment and we need to pay attention. And yeah. I'm saying this to me <laughs> all the time. Like, <laughs> but honestly, no, because again growing up, you don't see a lot of people like us on TV outside of our own families. So a lot of the times growing up, you kind of have to segment yourself and your yeah. personality of like, oh, yes, I, I relate to, I don't know, Will and Grace because there's queer stories in it, but they're white queer stories.
0: Yes, I was just going to say that. I feel like we're at this point now where we're luckily, I feel like we're at a place now where we're getting more, definitely not enough to suffice mm-hmm. at all. But it's more and it's allowing us to be a little more discerning because now it's like, oh, like classic example is like, oh, do you like this? It's gay. And it's like, no, because it's fucking white. Get the hell out of
1: here. Hi, gay. <laughs> Hi, gay. Poor <laughs> yeah, cool so if like... you do mouth stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so like growing up, you kind of learn to like take the pieces of representation where you get it. Like, oh, a brown person on TV I love me some Gullah Gullah Island. It's Black community, so I can't fully relate, but I love that they're brown people, a brown family, sharing cultural family values on TV. Not mine, but I can appreciate that that happens, and I can segment my life being like, ooh, a brown family. Will and Grace, ooh, queer stories. We love that. They're completely white. So, yes, they don't fully acknowledge my full existence. But I like that a part of me is represented. So it's all bin facets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can't
0: can't agree with the Will and Grace thing because yeah, it's just too white for me. But binya binya polywog, I am the most amphibious person I know, and I'm a little slimy. So <laughs> I relate to that. That is what I relate to. And I love, love that about Gola Gola Island. We love, we live. Benya, benya. <laughs> anyway uh, yeah. yeah i think it's the same and i think what ends up happening is like growing up when there's no when you feel like there's no representation of like like an actual like um oh my god how do I, like a more like a more literal reflection of you like for me if it was like i'm not i wasn't growing up seeing like brown queer Samoan and loud obnoxious children on tv or mm-hmm. anywhere and so in that way what I ended up starting to do was really define my identity about the pieces I could see and start to like focus in more on those pieces. And then Mm -hmm. I think what that ended up doing was suppressing a lot of other pieces around what my identity was, but which is why I'm like, I think I love that we live in this world now or where we're at now because there's more of that representation. So it allows you to like widen that view of who you are, I guess, or who you could be yeah, or who you could not be.
1: Or, yeah, just fully accept the fact that you are a whole person.
0: Well, I mean, whole. H-O-L-E. Yeah. 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 H-O-L-E. <laughs> that part is there. Yeah.
1: That, I can't even wonder if she's open. Open. Open, darling. Um, So, growing up, knowing that we had limited like avenues of representation for ourselves Mm -hmm. now as adults where we do see it happening a little bit more Mm -hmm. retrospectively how does it feel when we we're not represented knowing that we've spent 30 years of our lives not being represented oh i'm not putting up with it Mm. like i'm
0: definitely like I think once you're exposed to that representation of being able to see parts of yourself and like see maybe the pieces of yourself that you cherish reflected back at you, like, I'm not letting up. Mm -hmm. And so like case in point is like, whether it's the media I consume, who, who I'm voting for or whatever, if I'm not seeing parts of myself reflected back at me and my values and what, and like what I stand for, if that's not happening and then like, I'm not going to consume whatever the fuck that is, whether it be like, like I said, media, political bullshit or fucking like who's serving me down at the restaurant. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like not going to I'm not into it. Like my favorite, our favorite wine bar. I love it because um, the staff is like a bunch of POCs. Well, one of them, yeah. the main
1: one. Well, like our favorite. Yes. our favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Leo. Takes care of us takes care of us yeah um so
0: yeah i don't know i think i have like a very after experience on it i just have a very low tolerance from when it when i'm not being represented mm-hmm. and like so i think i'm just at a space now where if like if i don't feel it then i'm like i'm not
1: about it so how about you uh part of me aches and mourns for you know past me who didn't have it oh you know because knowing what i know now knowing that the range of possibility is much wider than what was shown to me as Mm -hmm. a child because as a child my career path engineer a nurse like that's (laughs) really kind of where I thought I needed to be yeah I didn't see anything else Mm -hmm. I was like oh this is just what we're supposed to do um so i i ache for that i ache for yeah the ability to write my own story in a way because Mm -hmm. a lot of what you said like it's the pieces that are being reflected back to us and what i come back to representation is the 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 image of the mirror like Mm -hmm. if representation is a mirror and True representation means that the people who look like us, the people who understand our stories, are building that mirror. Mm -hmm. So what we see is actually how we are in real life. However. However. However, we live in a world that is not fubu for us, by us. It is sculpted by white, cis, able-bodied, neurotypical straight men supremacists white supremacists right call them what they are exactly so they they in terms are mostly the quote-unquote mirror makers of the world and they're what they're building the mirror that they're shaping is their perception of what we should be and that's how we're seeing ourselves so basically it's we're looking at a funhouse mirror of ourselves because it's not our true experiences reflected to us. It's their perception of what we are reflected to us. That's why a lot of like during pride season, it's all this like rainbow washing and this is gay. Everything is gay, but it's not coming from a gay space. It's not coming from a brown space. Like our stories aren't being reflected. I think the first time I actually felt a real holistic feeling in terms of, like, a media presence is de Rhymes, How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> oh. Um, you saw as... yourself as a professor fucking your students? Is that what? No. I wasn't Annalise. I want to be Annalise. But Oliver um, Conrad Ricamora, Filipino gay man playing a Filipino gay man openly honestly just living life like parts of his identity were woven into the story so well and like spoilers if you haven't watched it he gets married closer to the end and when he's getting married he's getting married in a barong which is like ceremonial filipino wear and i'm like this is an amazing portion because it's so authentic because it's just a detail that if you didn't know, you're not going to notice. But if you do know, it's like, that means something. And it's not, it's not pandering. It's just being present and authentic.
0: Yeah. I think what ends up happening a lot of times is that um, we just, because it's not, it's not a for us, by us moment. A lot of times, sans Sh- Shonda rhymes. it's like, what ends up happening is you just see these stereotypes perpetuated. Mm-hmm. And like... I think that show,
1: Fresh Off the Boat. Did you ever watch that show, the Eddie yeah. Wong story? I met the the actor who played Eddie Wong at Disneyland, and I took oh, a picture really? with him. Yeah, he was just sitting there eating a churro, and I was like, "Oh my god, can I take a picture with you?" And, and then he was just like, "Uh, yeah." And I'm like, "You're doing important work." And like he was like, "Okay, weirdo."
0: Do you know about the backstory of that show though? No. The producers and all that shit fucked Eddie Wong over. So anyone did you ever watch the show fresh off the boat on vice oh no it was so it was like a food show and like he would go around and it was like you know whole guy fieri vibe but like actually someone with some real culture and like seasoning and some spice and, and that's <laughs> hey, always the thing town. too. we always exactly it was the real fucking flavor town not just like butter with like a hint of salt spicy and so he also wrote a book on his life and that's what was used as the basis and foundation for the show.
1: Mm-hmm. However,
0: they literally took away all creative licensing out of away from him. And so and then they took their own creative license when adapting his story. And so what ended up happening was his story then was more and made more palatable for a wider audience. And so that it wasn't it wasn't his story anymore. It was a more whitewashed story. And I feel like that's what happens a lot of times in media or anything else, too. I mean, I think, you know, case in point, the rainbow washing of like Pride Month or when they do any sort of like it's Black History Month at work. It's like, what the fuck this did you just you brought out collard greens for lunch and you thought that was a great way to say, like, happy Black History Month. The fuck? it's pandering it's the pandering of like the most like saturated version of a stereotype and it's always done by someone who's not um a person of color
1: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah i think when you see that though when you consume that as a person of that um genre i think what that starts to, at least what it did for me was it kind of really fuck me up in terms of like when i would see like Samoans ones on tv it was always a version of them and it was always like one stereotype and yeah. then i started to question like well i guess am i not Am I, am I not Samoan enough because I don't, like, fit this bill of, like, what it means to be? Or, like, even, like, being gay and brown and queer, well, all those things, like, I don't really, like, none of these seem to, like, really, like, describe me or, like, represent who I am. Like, does that mean I'm, like, I don't fit in with this?
1: Right? Is that, do I, is that not what I'm supposed to be? Because we're looking at the funhouse mirror of, like, you know, our neck being stretched out, but that's not the true reflection of what we are. Q imposter syndrome. Yep. So it's it's insane. It's insane. So I think knowing that now makes me mourn younger me, child me growing up and seeing like brown people, queer people and being like, I I don't 100% fit that way. So I must not be doing it right. And that's such an asinine thing to say. It's like there's no there's no monolith here yeah. There's never a monolith
0: I was gonna ask I guess like growing up with less representation I guess were there things about yourself that you that are now like strictly ingrained in your identity that you didn't believe were true when you were younger mm. because you didn't see them represented
1: um oh duh hi mental fucking health bitch <laughs> boom baby (laughs) (laughs) i'm like what's so ingrained of my personality that i didn't see myself thinking about growing up what yeah mental fucking health bingo because that's something we don't talk about no one no no brown people don't talk about it
0: oh they talk about it and not in the way that they fucking should oh no that's in the most toxic way (laughs) and it's i've literally heard my family members just say pray it away oh, pray it away not about me being gay because like they didn't know about that but i mean i'm Mm -hmm. sure they had some clues but at the same time (laughs) pray it away the fuck yeah how that first of all if there is a god she's busy okay she's got a lot (laughs) going on right now we got fires in turkey floods in germany and like lambda on the fucking horizon so like She's busy. Okay. My panic attacks are my business that I need to work through. Mental health. So, I mean, I guess, like, what did, how did you, how did you view mental health then as like, as a child versus how you view it now?
1: I didn't. And I think that's, that's the problem. (laughs) Mm. I didn't. That wasn't a thing. Like, we didn't talk about it. Like, the thoughts in your head were, were just thoughts, which I guess they are. But I just thought the thoughts in my head that were generating my anxiety, my, my depression that that's just reality this is how life is Mm. and you just kind of deal with it yeah that's kind of what's been reflected back to us but now it's like hold on (laughs) let's take a scan around oh oh i see alanis over there oh alanis is also over there oh there's so many alanises here That we can talk to and tell them to get in the back fucking seat because they are not the ones that should be driving. Yeah. So insane. Again, we do the best that we can with the information we have at the time. But still, me now mourns the fact that, oh, my God, I just thought, you know, anxiety and just all of this mental health shit just was my reality. Yeah. I assume it's similar for you. A bit, yeah. I think
0: my parents weren't the best at like regulating their emotions or putting together like boundaries. And so in that way, I didn't see any sort of like emotional, um what do you call that?
1: Sobriety,
0: sobriety responsibility. I didn't see any of that represented in my world. And so, in mm-hmm. that way I think the way I created my identity was like, yeah, just suck it up, bitch. And like, you know, put it down in the middle of like nowhere in your body. And so that no one ever has to see it again. And then put on this really gruff and like rough exterior uh, with a very brash mentality around the world. And so, and make that your identity instead of actually dealing with like your fears of abandonment or feeling lonely or just like, you know, learning how to like actually be
1: sad and be okay with that. Mm -hmm.
0: Like none of that was there. so. Yeah, I think I was always just like, oh, I'm full crazy. That's that's, that's what's happening here, right? I'm full, because all of y'all just seem so well-adjusted, and I'm just full crazy. So that's cool. Fun. Um, and now? Oh, half crazy. Half crazy,
1: yeah. I was, <laughs>
0: not... <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, seeing, like, other people, you go through it, other people in my life who I feel like are a reflection of who I am as well, go through... Um, quote-unquote doing the work in terms of mental health and like that self-care and whatnot and trying to really identify like all of the trauma that is like still residing in their bodies I think that really was a representation for me to be like oh you know what I can do this too like if I'm seeing Hmm. that my reflection my quote-unquote reflection do these things then I certainly can do them too so I and that way I think representation can be very empowering for a lot of people and I think when you don't have it you can feel very disenfranchised because of that and I yeah and I think growing up for me I felt very disenfranchised I mean like even in school when like there would be like in the annual like star testing or whatever the fuck you would do like the scantron tests you would do and you have to like fill out your ethnicity my ethnicity was never on there it was oh. always like it was always Asian and then it would list like you know a couple of the Asians I don't even know if it said Filipino on it but it like it never said Samoan and I think at one point then they said they listed Samoan under Asian like that was a whole tailspin because I was like am I? Am I Asian? Am I Asian? I thought I was (laughs) I thought I was Polynesian this whole fucking time what the (laughs) fuck and so it was always just having to like the otherness became my identity and I felt very other and so I didn't feel like I fit in with anything at least in that regard around like my ethnicity but and I think that was just one example of many that I went yeah. through. And so, in that way, I just felt very disconnected from the world around me because I didn't see myself in it. All right. I want to ask something a little lighter. Um, mm. What are some spaces now that you see yourself reflected back at you that you didn't when you were younger?
1: Hmm. I mean, the Olympics, for one. Um, That's always fun. Yeah. Which is nice. I'm like, not for me, but great to see it. Great to see it yeah i mean honestly i wish i see more there's pockets there's pockets but i i still wish there was more oh like where what
0: more are we yearning for not saying that you shouldn't yearn like like we definitely should but i guess i'm like where else would you do you want to see more of
1: it i still feel really out of place at work a lot of the time Mm Hmm. um not to be shady, but if I have to listen to another conversation about the bachelor, I'm going to murder myself
0: if they follow it up with a conversation about um the desperate housewives, I'll not only murder myself but i'll do it i'll I'll commit arson on that Wait. whole
1: office i don't I don't want to there's nothing about that that I connect to ever so yeah so that's a lot of time i don't fit in Mm -hmm. because i'm i don't i'm not like them but i think that the nice part about it is now i'm like i understand that i'm not like them and that's okay yeah because i should be able to operate in this space and broaden what it means to work in this field um But, yeah, I mean, do you see yourself more in spaces? Are you seeing yourself more nowadays? I mean, yeah, we
0: finally made it on the Scantron, so that's fun. Uh, (laughs) Right under Native Hawaiians. So um, I think social media has created a lot of bad things for this world, but I think what it Mm -hmm. also has created is a much bigger and more diverse mirror to look into and see parts of yourself whether the ones you agree with or not, they're parts of yourself. And so I think a real good example is just where I do see myself is really like in podcasts. And I think that's the reason, like, Mm. I really wanted to do this. And I think it's just seeing these alternative stories and like alternative perspectives and like YouTube or on a podcast or on some radio show, like we're getting all this different um, perspective now through our media and I think that's, like, a really good part. Am I seeing myself directly through all of that? Um, Not always, but I think I am starting to see it much more now. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, shout out to fucking Gen Z. We love those little Zoomers. They're great. Yeah. They are annoying. And I want you all to know that. But I love you. True. Love you. (laughs) Love you. Yeah. So I think there's, like, spaces like that. And so, I mean, I feel like I'm not, like, Saying I'm a pioneer by doing this podcast or anything, but at the same time, it, if I can if it gives someone it makes someone else feel seen, or if it gives them the inspiration to do their own fucking podcast or whatever the fuck, or feel more comfortable in spaces that they didn't feel seen before, go off.
1: Yeah, and if you don't get any of that, then like whatever No, just the fact that you get to live in a space where people have created things for you yeah by people who look like you you know what's funny though a funny little
0: byproduct of like growing up feeling unseen um nowadays if I'm not the only one of me in a space mm. I'm always like who the fuck are you bitch this was me I was supposed to be here <laughs> like if I see another queer Samoan at a space I'm always like what are you doing here
1: hmm? no no <laughs> That little shady side eye. No, we're supposed to welcome them.
0: It's always like, "What are you doing here?" And then we end up like connecting, and, like,
1: <laughs> like, mm. yeah. Alright, like stuff. you're welcome here, but know who was here first.
0: <laughs> I stood on the doorstep first.
1: I paved the way. I am the Jackie Robinson. I walked
0: so you could run. God damn it.
1: Mm-hmm. I am the vine to your TikTok, bitch. Remember that. <laughs>
0: Have you gained anything from, like, seeing more representation now? Like, are there parts of yourself that you didn't really, like, foster previously? But now, through, you know, more representation you
1: are? I think my relationship with representation and how I see it makes me look at the world differently. And I think that's what I've gained. Um, So, again, bringing it back to The Mirror... Hmm. knowing that the mirrors we grew up with were built by people who can't really truly reflect back to us and knowing that i see a distorted version of myself in those mirrors what i'm thinking and what i'm like changing my perspective is a I can see the fact that this mirror is distorted so that is not a true accurate representation of myself but I get to appreciate and you know pursue accurate mirrors and understand what would it look like if brown queer people built their own mirrors what would that land look like and i always come back to it looks like wakanda it looks like the mascara the mascara it's wonder woman oh i thought you meant like the makeup
0: the mascara <laughs> i was like are we... the mascara. come on maybelline
1: you know we love a separation we love some thickness the only way i know how but uh, let me let me elaborate just imagine a world where people had the sovereignty to build their values, their beauty standards, what's important to them, and we're able to thrive in that. And I think that's why Black Panther was such a big movie. It is, if you are not aware, an African nation isolated from the world. So they were able to create their values rooted in their culture without anyone telling them otherwise and imagine Mm -hmm. what that looked like if to be queer to be (laughs) brown to know that there is a fantasy space in where we can fully embrace and build a society where we feel fully seen fully heard fully represented all the time Mm -hmm. and like that's such a beautiful thing and i I search for Wakanda in the real moments of life of like, where are the moments where people are showing up or where are the moments where I can show up fully as myself and have that be celebrated?
0: Ooh, what are some of those moments?
1: Shout out to, shout out to Tao who listens to us and throws up on his story. Like if I get a text from my family saying like, Hey, I just listened to your podcast. Like, what that that's Wakanda in real life for me. So that those are the things that I've changed. I've learned to appreciate those things and learn to not pay attention to the funhouse mirrors. Yeah, this is the
0: gay agenda right here, <laughs> and not just the gay agenda, the brown gay agenda. So it's even better.
1: I love it. Welcome, welcome. Leave your pants at the door. <laughs> <laughs> eh. Only for sense. but yes, yeah. Anything you've learned, gained? I think what
0: representation has, like feeling more represented in the world now has given me is more inspiration and confidence to move into spaces that I didn't previously feel comfortable moving in before. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the podcast, there's that. But I think even like politically speaking, like I didn't really feel, um, I didn't really feel like politically active as I should have been when I was younger, um, and not like when I was like 10 or anything, but like, you know, once you're of like voting age and like, you you should be like, you know, you should be voting where the fuck your taxes go. Like, that's important. Like if you're paying that shit, you should be fucking being able to say where the fuck they go. And I think it was until I like saw like in New Zealand, there is this group called the Polynesian Panthers, just the Black Panthers, but Polynesian, which is like, Oh my God, love that. Yeah. And so like seeing those, um, Seeing that and then, like, seeing other things in the world of, like, I think Vine was, like, a really good thing for me for a long time because there was a lot of, like, Polynesian creators on there. And so I think it was just being able to see, like, not only, like, parts of my world that I knew and were familiar with, but it was also a glimpse into, like, the view and the perspective of, like, other people within that same world that I didn't know and I didn't have Mm -hmm. access to. Like, I think I always felt like I grew up very sheltered. And so I think representation has kind of given me that inspiration to, like, venture out beyond the confines of that shelter and feel more mm. confident doing that. So, yeah, I mean, like, cooking, oh, my God, I love to cook. Mm. There is this famous salmon chef that lives in London, and she has done, she's worked at, like, a million freaking uh you know James Beard Award restaurants Michelin star restaurants and so seeing her kind of pursue that and pursue that passion and step outside the stereotype I think anytime I see that that's where I feel the most inspired and like the most galvanized behind like any pursuit that I have in the world Hmm. so I think if anything representation is just giving me more inspiration and like confidence in that I can still be a part of like whatever group X, Y, or Z, but also redefine what that means for me personally. So yeah. I think because like a lot of times like growing up, I think there was like case in point was like gay ensemble always I feel like there's always this like push to be like, oh so you're um you want to be a woman. And I was like Mm. no 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 love those girls but that's that's not that's not me. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I do anything that would suggest that that's what I want for my identity. So I think being able to carve out what it means to be like a queer, brown, Samoan man in the world today. I feel more galvanized in my own ability to define what that means rather than having to search for that out in the world. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that said anything, but like, yeah, I just feel more empowered because of
1: representation i feel like that it really gives you that yeah gives you the the authority to take up your own space yeah in any regard because we here damn it and we've always been here no matter how hard they tried to hold
0: us down they couldn't beauty standards that's like the big thing for me Mm. actually is like really like what beauty standards are yeah. Cause I've always been that person where I'm like, Ooh, wow. You're like really good looking. Or you're like, you're really gorgeous. And like, they're not fitting like the Western ideal, but when I'm looking at myself, I would always like hold myself to the Western standard. Mm. And so I'd be like, yuck. Yeah. But now I think my mind has been a little more decolonized.
1: Hey, so it's work.
0: Yeah. Takes work.
1: Yeah. I mean, I
0: just feel like representation has given us all those movements too. Um, well, I guess how would you how would you wrap it up? What's what's the big the big takeaway?
1: I think my takeaway is, or the biggest learning for me is learning how to see the mirrors, see the mirrors for what they are, Ooh. um, and knowing that the glass maker is probably more important than seeing what the mirrors. Show back to you because if the glass maker makes a skewed up mirror, like you can fully just reject that reflection overall. Hell yeah! So be careful of what you're seeing because not all reflections are accurate or mm-hmm. authentic of what they're telling you to who to be. Yes, <laughs> and if you caught all that, good job!
0: Yeah. <laughs> i think my takeaway would just be like to add on to that make your own fucking mirror boom you deserve to do that and like you can do that and you know what if you do that then you've created a mirror not only for yourself but for someone else so like go out and make your own fucking mirrors so yeah
1: yes yes, girl add to this pantheon Mm -hmm.
0: you want to start a podcast you want to go be on like fucking project runway i don't give a fuck you want to go be on like monster truck rally be that bitch So that someone else can look at you and be like,
1: I could do that. So yes, everyone here has a responsibility to create some fucking mirrors. Oh my god, I just feel like Mother (laughs) Teresa changing lives. I'm like
0: doing so many things. (laughs) No, but for
1: real, make your own fucking mirrors. (laughs) Oh my god. Are we at that point? Yes. Welcome to this point in the show where we go into the depths of our social media accounts to pull out the little gems that dig into the side and just rip our intestines out in a little segment we call How Dare Dare You! You. All right, well, so how's the,
0: uh, how them socials coming for the jugular this week?
1: Let's see. There's just so many to count. All right. So mine today comes from Haley Page McGee. Haley Page McGee. She is a codependency recovery coach. <laughs> Why would I follow her? <laughs> I have oh my, no idea. Weird how you were targeted for that one. <laughs> <laughs> these algorithms. <laughs> it's not only the accounts, these algorithms are coming for my gig. Anyways, today she says. Anything that starts with, quote, I don't want them to think, dot, 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 unquote, will end in you not standing as your fully expressed self.
0: Wow. Holy shit.
1: Bitch, I can't count the number of times that first part of a statement enters my thought process. I'm like, God damn it. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, I don't want
0: them to think I'm too this or that. Fuck what they think.
1: Yeah. What? I, I deserve to be here. I deserve to take up space as my fully expressed self with respect, obviously. We're not going to be wilding out. But God damn, Haley. I threw my phone when I read that. oh god
0: okay um i've got one and it's i mean it's good it's good it's good um Mm -hmm. so this is from one 800 saint Chiron. i think i've used them before they're just kind of like it's like a therapy meme account almost but they be speaking some truths we love and so this one says how i treat me is the example i set for others as they learn how to treat me Mm. and like wow that's so fucking true like if you i love a little you know self-deprecating humor but at the same time too i always ask myself why do some of these people that enter my world treat me like garbage (laughs)
1: look in that mirror girl (laughs) yeah
0: where's that fucking mirror the best thing on this thing, though, is, like, the caption that they put under this post was, spits in my own mouth. And I'm like, well, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, we yeah, let me just. <laughs> um, so, treat yourself right if you want the rest of the world to treat you right. And that's on what? Self-care.
1: Period. Period. semicolon Because we ain't done yet. mm Because right now, we're going to thank you all for listening. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Podcast That. While you're there, check out our individual Instagram accounts. It's in the link tree. You know where to find it. You can find it on the Podcast That Instagram. That's at Podcast That. And if you have some questions for us, have some piping hot tea, or, you know, found some representation that you would like to share with us, please email us at podcastverythat@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's podcastverythat@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And we're going to say it every fucking episode. Y'all need to get back on this. Y'all need to start buying some more pins because we've hit a plateau in our sales to help out our community. So this is on you guys. You guys need to pick this shit up please visit our Etsy shop. It's in our link tree for our PIN fundraiser. All of the proceeds go to the National Asian American Pacific Islander Mental Health Association. Great organization helping the API community get access to mental health resources. We all need them. Help those who can't afford them. And help us help the damn community. Y'all be slacking. So please... Hit up the Etsy, buy a couple of pins. They're only $15, and you'll be a better person for it. Yeah. And it's not just,
0: it's two pins for $15. It is, is two. So, I don't know, what are you doing?
1: Get up and go buy those goddamn pins. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll be here, waiting. The whole time. Mm Mm-hmm. Except we're going to go now. Okay, bye! Bye!